Hey everyone, and welcome to the CVSD iCenter podcast. Uh, my name is Eddie Simino. I'm our educational technology coordinator, and we have the rest of our T3s here today. We actually have a full house. So uh, let's start with you, Maricela, and we'll go around and kind of introduce ourselves. Hi, welcome everyone. My name is Maricela Hernandez. Hey everybody, this is Patrick Beal. Howdy, howdy, Brian Carnes. Hi everyone, this is Esmeralda Chavez. All right, and we're so glad you guys could uh, join us for this podcast. Thanks for listening. I know that most of the time you're probably listening on your on your private time, either on your prep period or to and from work. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, today we're going to talk about digital storytelling. Uh, we have a, a film festival coming up in our district in a couple months. It's our second time we're doing it, so we're really excited about it. And we just kind of wanted to share some resources and even just start off with why digital storytelling. Um, you know, for those who don't know, digital storytelling, it's kind of video production, but it's using uh, media to tell your story. So that could be either podcasting or, or a lot of cases it's video production and, and things like that. And, um, and so why, why digital storytelling, guys? Let's, let's get some ideas out there. Um, I think it's important to include digital storytelling into our curriculum just because a lot of times we have those students who are shy or just don't know how to um, share their experiences and, and just their own knowledge. But through digital storytelling, it really gives students a voice, a platform for them to just sit and reflect and, and just share their ideas, share um, what you know, what makes them them. So I think it just really provides them that platform to share their voice. You know, and uh, beyond that, I think even uh, digital storytelling, I think really provides opportunities for us to hone uh, our skills, uh, our 21st century skills, the four C's, uh, uh, looking at communication, uh, collaboration, critical thinking, and especially creativity. Uh, A lot of those skills, the tra- a traditional curriculum and traditional classroom activities don't provide those opportunities and I think digital storytelling really opens up a lot of opportunities for our students to own those skills. Yeah, just the idea of um, recording your voice. Um, I think, you know, at first a lot of kids are shy and, and they don't necessarily want to speak in the microphone or definitely don't want to be on camera. Um, but even doing like screencasting um, and, and kind of just telling stories through pictures where their face isn't necessarily on it, I think that's a good way to get uh, kids started with it and kind of break the ice a little bit to get them comfortable with, with kind of telling stories. Um, just in general too, I mean, we, in English classes and in other classes too, we have students write stories. I mean, imagine if they took the stories they wrote in their essays and actually created a, a visual representation of that story and I mean it just takes it another level um, it taps into some higher order thinking skills um, you know where they can kind of really storyboard and, and we'll talk about storyboarding a little bit later but you know really fully get into um, their story and, and what message they're trying to convey and then think about how they can do that uh, so that the audience members who are watching their videos and things like that um, kind of get that going through well it's it's also allowing them to um kind of polish a life skill of how to articulate themselves and connect with their audience in a different way, right? A lot of our kids, even though they may not necessarily be shy, they still don't know how to send the right message across with with the right words or feelings and and things like that. So this is, again, another way of expressing themselves, but in a way that um, allows them to incorporate other elements that they're maybe not necessarily used to doing so on a regular basis. 
And a lot of times you'll find that students kind of come out of their shell. Uh, students who are shy and you know, don't want to stand up in front of the class, who don't want to you know, speak in front of everybody, will come out of their shell and really take off. And it's a good, good avenue for them to really get their points across, get their thoughts across without putting them in front of everybody. And eventually, a lot of times, you'll find that the students end up kind of branching out to being able to public speak. Yeah, so, uh, so there's a lot of good things with digital storytelling. And um, if you haven't tried it, you know, just just jump in and get started. There's tons of resources out there uh, for you to do some digital storytelling with your students. All right, so we mentioned earlier that uh, we do have our second annual Coachella Valley Unified School District Film Festival. Um, last year when we did it, it was really, really exciting. Uh, we had a great turnout from parents and students. We had a lot of awesome submissions. We, we didn't even know what we were going to get last year in terms of how many submissions, quality, and, and overall we were pleased with the number of videos we received and, and the quality too. There were a couple that we had to edit out uh, due to uh, content. Um, but for the most part, it was neat to, to see how engaged just really our whole community was. It wasn't even just students and teachers. Um, parents were excited. Uh, we splurged a little bit and got a, a red carpet. Uh, we have uh, some ropes. We have a step and repeat where they can take pictures. Uh, so we've really turned it into, oh, and we have medals too. Yeah, we can't forget about that. Uh, so we, we've turned it into a little event uh, for our community. And that's why we really can't wait till we kick off our second one. Um, so the date for that is May 9th. And uh, we've, we've done a lot of prep work, guys, uh, to get ready for that. Um, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes planning. Uh, we needed to find out the location. Uh, we ultimately decided that since we used our, one of our high school auditoriums last year, we're like, all right, well, let's reach out to our other major high school in our district and see if their auditorium might be available at that time. Um, so we coordinated with them to, to get a date. Um, our themes kind of stayed the same. Um, we have... Uh, honor as our overall theme this year uh, and we still have our four categories of triumph, education, history, uh, history and community, and, and art and animation. Um, I mean, we've been working on this a lot guys, what do you guys think about some of the planning so far and maybe some tips that if someone's trying to do something at their school or at their district uh, that, that they might think about? Uh, yeah, it, it's been exciting this year, especially because last year was such a success. I'm um, being able to to, to again see how the community has kind of rallied around the, the films from last year and the talent that we have in our district from all age ranges, from younger elementary all the way up into high school, just to see the talent of the students and the creativity of the, the stories that they put together. Um, I really like our, our, our theme, Honor. Um, it, it really kind of brings the community uh, together to be able to um, showcase what they can do yes um yeah some of the um one of the things that we really worked on this year was we had kind of a criteria ibook that we made last year and um some of the things we learned moving into this year is we didn't find the ibook to be the best form for releasing that information so uh, we ended up adding it to our website uh, we even created a google doc this year for an entire booklet uh, that has links to resources um, that booklet um, has uh, resources for um, you know, storyboarding and, and ideas for uh, the different film styles. 
Um, we've tried to align the film styles this year to be more in alignment with the different writing styles um, so that it kind of ties more into what students are already doing in their class. Um, and then in terms of um, some of the deadlines, um, you know, we knew that May 9th was going to be it. Um, at first we were trying to push a little bit towards the end of May, but then we decided on a date. Once we had a date, then it was kind of like, okay, uh, let's give them two, two months to submit videos. Um, so that we can go through them and then have people do corrections as needed. So we kind of did some black backwards planning. Um, and so our deadline for submissions is March 23rd. Uh, so for all you CBSD uh, staff members listening, uh, make sure your kids and, and you guys can create videos too. Make sure you guys turn in your videos by March 23rd. Um, and then for us internally, uh, about a month after that, uh, we put in a date. Actually, not even. It's like two, two, two to three weeks. weeks. Yeah, to... Uh, to um, where we review them and then we'll send out uh, any revisions um, that are needed. So like if a, if a video forgot to put credits, um, they can submit their revision and, and then we have a deadline for when that's due too because then after we get that, then we compress all the videos into one master video that we share uh, during the ceremony. Um, so, so we've done a lot there and then Patrick, you've created a really cool Google form too um, where you know, the, the Google Forms, they can turn in uh, actual files. Yeah, and, and with part of that, you know, kind of what you were saying with reaching back out to students who need to make revisions, that really simplifies that because part of that form is having a sponsoring teacher as well. So that's really, uh, really critical there, and it keeps all their information in one place along with their video file. All right, so May 9th, guys. All right, so we talked about uh, why digital storytelling. We talked about um, our film festival, but I think before you can even get started with it, uh, you really have to practice the art of storyboarding. Um, I've seen too many times where uh, people will create videos and you know, there's not really a clear direction the film is going and uh, you know it kind of jumps back and forth. Um, so storyboarding is really, really important. So uh, if you don't know what storyboarding is, storyboarding is, I mean, think of it like when you write an essay, you write an outline before you write the essay. You pre-write, either do thinking maps or some sort of graphic organizer, or maybe you just do an outline. Uh, same rules, ideas, uh, practices, strategies apply to filmmaking too. And so there's all kinds of different ways you can do that. Um, a traditional way of doing it, uh, and a lot, I see a lot of people do this too, um, they uh, will actually draw out the different scenes of their video and, and what it's going to look like. So as they start to kind of build out the script and the cast and kind of plan each shot, um, they kind of have a visual representation of it. Uh, for myself, uh, I, I tend to go more towards the writing up an outline and even do a little bit of script writing ahead of time just so I can kind of see the overall flow um, of where the video is going. And what about you, Brian? How do you kind of plan that? Yeah, because I am uh, far from the artist, I usually don't draw myself, um, yes. and if I do, it's stick figures. Yes, me too. <laughs> but uh, normally my process is is outlines, bullet points, um, and just getting my thoughts on paper, and, and when necessary, writing a little bit more detail for each bullet point. But a lot of times, just having the bullet points on paper is enough to kind of spark the idea for the voiceover of the video. 
Um, I've tried to make videos without the bullet points or the storyboarding before, and I've noticed that it takes much, much longer to, to finish that video than if I were to just take the time and storyboard it out, put my thoughts on paper beforehand. It seems like it's more work at the beginning, but it really will save you time at the end. Um, you know, one of the other tools that we really um, think works well for storyboarding is using some sort of like a PowerPoint or even a Google Slides mm -hmm. or, or um, Keynote or something along those lines and just putting your thoughts on each individual slide and not using it as a presentation but just using it to sort of organize each thought. It kind of takes place of the little squares for, for drawing out your pictures and putting them and putting your thoughts in order. Yeah, I mean, and there's different, you know, kind of templates you can follow. I mean, there's the traditional elements of a story where you have your rising action and climax and falling action and all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, even a hero's journey, um, you can kind of follow along uh, some of those traditional um, kind of main story points. Um, but I agree with you, Brian. I think, you know, any sort of presentation tool is a good way to start, especially with technology. I mean, if you're, you're going to move away from the, the paper and pencil and kind of you know, techified a little bit. Um, Google Slides is perfect because then you just put your bullet points on each slide. Each side kind of slide represents kind of your main scene and, and what you hope to accomplish there. But overall with storyboarding, I mean, once you kind of have that rough sketch, and I say sketch in air quotes because it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a, a drawing. Um, it could be, you know, the outlines and, and, and words, but, but having that ahead of time, you know exactly what artifacts you need to go find and track down to bring into your story. You know what people you're going to cast in your story, um, if you're going to have people in there. You know what props to bring in. You know where you're going to film your scenes. Um, you know, are you going to film it in a park? You're going to film it, you know, in the gymnasium. Um, so having, having that plan ahead of time really um, lays the foundation work for how you're actually going to go out. And like you said, laying a little bit of that work ahead of time is really going to pay off and, and speed up the process down the road. Um, yeah, it's, it, it really does, kind of, it does help the final process. You know, and the more you do it, the more you storyboard, the more videos you create, the more... Um, just the more digital storytelling you do, your process will start to develop. And you'll start to really kind of come into what works for you, what works for you and your students, what works for you in your class. Some of your students will have different processes themselves and, and it'll be neat to kind of see them develop their skills and their the way that their brain sort of forms ideas to be able to put those on a video or a story. Yeah, story. And, and we've actually written a blog post, we'll put it in the show notes, but it's icenter.weebly.com. We have resources there, so check them out. So now that we have, we've talked about the digital storytelling, the why, we've talked about the film festival that we have coming up, storyboarding, you may be asking, well, how do we do all this? Well, there's, there's, some, there's several tools that we like to use here in our district and that we promote. Um, the first is Adobe Spark Video. Uh, Adobe Spark Video is a really, really easy video creation tool that allows you to basically it's like building a PowerPoint. You just build different slides. You put you can put videos in your slide. You can put text in a slide. You can put um, 
uh, images in a slide and you just put the each individual slide together and then when you're done with it it just exports as a video it couldn't be any easier to create a video using uh, other than Adobe spark video it's super easy I remember when you guys first showed me this a couple years ago um, it, you know what it reminded me of at first it reminded me of I used to use this tool called Animoto uh, back in the day and um, and I remember I used to like it because it was like like you said it was like building a PowerPoint you dropped in your music you picked your theme put in a couple text and pictures and you're good to go uh, but you know it was buggy it was one of those you know web 2.0 tools that only worked on certain browsers and it'd have a good internet connection but with Adobe Spark video I mean you can build it on the web you can there's apps for it um, at least on iOS unfortunately I don't think there's one on on Android or on Google Play but um but it but it's super easy to use like you said Brian I mean you you have like it's so simple that you only have a couple of different templates or formats um, for each slide um, so there's it doesn't overwhelm you with the features yeah. um, so it's a really good starter app for making videos it really is a good starter app and what's really nice about it is it, it scales up with the students so we've had yes. students down from TK and all the way up to high school students using it for different levels of complexity uh, you know for the TK students maybe they're just dropping in videos and dropping in a couple of images here and there and as, as you kind of go up in age you, maybe you start doing some voiceovers you might, you might start creating your own videos um, yeah you can drop videos in there too so for like, for like the older kids they can create videos um, on their camera roll or whatever um, I mean that that's a tool that we're not going to go into today, but start with the camera roll even yeah. I mean record with the camera yeah. every, every mobile device uh, has a camera and so but you know with the older kids they can drop videos into the Adobe yes. Spark so it kind of creates like a video within a video sort of thing yes. uh, which allows you to kind of layer the difficulty like you said um, and then for the younger grades my all-time favorite video in our district is that three Billy Goats Gruff video? Yes, yes. Uh, that was created yes. by one of our librarians in one of our elementary schools. She worked with a kindergarten class. Yes. Uh, the students were reading uh, different fairy tales, and one of the students did this really cool, like, uh, puppet video and Adobe Spark video, uh, you know, retelling the story of Bill three Billy Goats Gruff um, in his in his version. Yes. And uh, it was it was. The most awesome thing ever. Yeah. I, th I think that was probably my mind blown moment yeah. when I saw that quality of a video come from a kindergarten student, you know, who's barely still learning to form sentences and full sentences and read and all that stuff, and how he was able to kind of hone those skills, like we said earlier, through video creation. Yes, um, it was super powerful. Yes, it gave the kindergartner a voice, which was awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so to get started, um, if you don't know what tool to use. Aside from your camera roll, I yep. highly, I think we yep. both highly recommend Absolutely. Adobe Spark Video, and really our whole Eye Center team uh, really promotes that. That's one of our Tritecta apps in our district. Mm -hmm. We call it uh, one of our, our big three apps that we promote. So give that a try. And uh, again, for all of you, uh, all of you listening who work within our district, book one of your T3s, book the Eye Center, and we'll come over and show you how it's done. And um, and that way you guys can get started with with you and your students for for some digital storytelling. So another app that we really recommend and promote a lot is TouchCast. And if you haven't heard about TouchCast, it's one of those apps that's just mind-blowing. It's a free app on iOS devices that it's a green screen. And you can have a green screen in your hand wherever you go 
and you can set up. You can do a newscast. You can do a. Um, uh, you can do. Uh, you can prom- you can talk about the moon from the moon if you wanted to. Um, I, one of the one of the most uh, memorable TouchCast videos that I watched a fifth grade class do was they were talking about tornadoes and twisters, and they were pre- they were presenting on the the tornado as though they were in the center of the tornado. They literally brought in fans and paper and and things that would float behind them and it, it, they acted like they were in the middle of the actual twister. Did they, did they dodge cows and stuff? You know what? They <laughs> darn near did. You know, they had, they had the twister going in the background and it, it was phenomenal. Um, you know, and within the TouchCast app, within, while you're recording the video, you can have live interaction with your, with your audience. So you could put in a live Twitter feed, you could put in a poll, you could put in a website. You know, one, again, one of the, the neatest things I've seen done with it is, is like a, we, a weathercast. And you're doing a, a weather forecast. And you're literally pulling up the weather forecast next to you as you're, as you're creating the video. Um, really, really a phenomenal app. Uh, and it, it, you could take those touch casts after you create them and you could bring them right back into Adobe Spark Video mm-hmm. and now you can add more to your Adobe Spark Video. So you can put those two together. Yeah, TouchCast is really cool. Um, you know, just the fact that it's free and you can do so much with it. Um, green screen recording, like Brian said, I mean, you, you record in front of a green cloth. Um, you know, actually, most of the T3s have a, a 99 cent store um, party tablecloth. One of those plastic ones you just throw away at the end of the party. And, uh, you know, actually Patrick has two of them in his bag that he carries around with. So you can really get some panorama shots uh, when he records his TouchCast videos with students. Um, I've seen some really neat things. Um, I know uh, Mr. Sean Galani, we've had him on our last episode, a special guest. Uh, He does some really cool things with green screen. Um, He's even, you know, gotten some grants and and even done some GoFundMe uh, to buy kind of a rigging with with PVC pipe and stuff uh, just to make it a little bit more sturdy and stuff. Um, and then, you know, those videos are really flexible. I mean, you can export those, drop in Adobe Spark, um, you can drop in iMovie and, and kind of add layers within other uh, video creation apps. Um, so it just, it just adds a whole different element to the whole video creation process. I think we did talk a little bit about TouchCast uh, in our episode about our Steam Fair. I think so. Um, because we did do a station at our, at our Steam Fair back in December on TouchCast. And uh, it's just really powerful, super powerful. Um, so I encourage you to kind of give that a shot. Yeah, we have two of our schools, an elementary school and uh, a high school, uh, that have actually created a green screen room for in one oh, of their yeah. maker spaces. Yes. And uh, the idea is students can go in and, and create videos. They can do morning announcements from the green screen. Uh, they, the principal can do kind of a principal's announcement or a principal's weekly update from the green screen and they can do it from anywhere they want and it's right there in their, in their maker space. Actually next week we're going to go out to West Shores High School with uh, Mr. Pimentel and his, uh, 
his uh, yearbook class because mm -hmm. uh, he wants to start doing the uh, morning announcements and school announcements through green screen recording. So we'll have to give you guys an update in a future episode about how that went because yeah. I think that's going to be really exciting to get yeah. that going over yeah. there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so definitely check it out. And, and again, just like all these tools, uh, if you're in our district, reach out to us, let us yep. know. And you know what? Even if you're not in our district, just send us a tweet and we'll, we'll be more than happy to share with you. Absolutely. Um, so, so TouchCast is, is another really powerful tool. Alright, so the last tool that we're going to talk about is iMovie. Um, iMovie is super powerful. Um, we're trying to, I don't know if we've necessarily gone in, in order on purpose, but there's somewhat some kind of madness to the order that we just listed. Um, you know, Adobe Spark Video is great for getting started, um, it has a very low learning curve. Um, and then uh, TouchCast uh, ramps up in the power. Um, it's also, I mean, just it's a really cool app just because of what it can do with the green screen and all that. And then iMovie is just your standard um, editing, uh, video editing tool uh, that also is really powerful. I mean, uh, in our district, we have uh, all of our teachers and staff members have MacBook Airs and, um, and iPads. And what's neat about iMovie is, I mean, it, it comes on our Macs. And um, a couple years ago, Apple made it free with any new device. So uh, we all have iMovie for free on our iPads also. And, and it's interesting because iMovie is actually different from the Mac to the iPad. So if you're still going, even with an iMovie, there's still some scalability of uh, ease of use. So on the, on the iOS app, on the iPad app, and even on your iPhone, if you have an iPhone, um, it's, it's really simple to use. You drop in your video clips from your camera roll, um, and then you can trim it, uh, you can layer in music, you can put in transitions, uh, you can put in title slides, so there's titles that run across the bottom of video clips. Um, you know, what I like to do typically is I like to have a video clip of like students talking or an interview and then I layer in pictures on top of it so as they're speaking you see them speak and then transitions into a picture like kind of um, overlaid over their voice and then drops back into the into the um, you know back in the student video um, so there's a lot of neat things you can do with transitions and themes and stuff um, it has a built-in uh, trailer feature uh, where it has a template for you. You just pretty much drop in. Um, so literally, again, this is actually a cool storyboarding too as well. The yeah. trailer, yeah, they have the storyboard built out for you within yeah. the app. They tell you all the different scenes you're gonna need, uh, how long each video is gonna be, or how long each, uh, or how big or zoomed in your, your photo is gonna be. And you just literally drop it in and it builds a video for you. Yeah. Um, so trailer is a good thing uh, to start off with on the iPad and then for a little bit more robust tools you can actually create a video from scratch within the app and then if you want even more video editing tools then you switch over to your MacBook and that has a lot more features uh, that the iOS app doesn't have um, and then if you want to splurge and, and really get crazy technical then there's Final Cut um, which that's like you know 300 bucks or whatever but you, you really don't need that unless you're in you're gonna be the next Spielberg then go for it but if you're just creating a video for our film festival then iMovie's plenty um, so there's a lot of neat things you can you can do with iMovie um, we talked earlier about how you can actually drop videos that you export from some of the other tools we talk about in Time Movie. Yeah, what's really nice about our three tools, the Adobe Spark Video, TouchCast, and even iMovie, is they work interchangeably. You can, you can put Adobe Spark Videos into iMovie, you can put TouchCast into iMovie, you can put iMovies that are exported, you can put them into Adobe Spark Videos, you can put TouchCast into Adobe Spark Videos, they really all play really, really well together. 
again, iMovie is for a little bit more advanced um, uh, video editing or digital storytelling editing. Um, but they really can kind of tie well together, uh, and it, it, they're really they they play off of each other very very nicely. Yeah, big time. Um, so I mean, there's three tools right there that you can get started with, um, and we'll probably even talk a little bit more even within those tools of other tools yeah. within there, like the yeah. camera roll, and then you know even the iOS version of iMovie versus the the Mac version, the OS 10 version. Um, so there's a lot of tools to get started there. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, this episode had some, some resources in there. And, uh, you know, get started with some of those tools. And uh, like we said, you know, in, in each segment so far, you know, if, if you need some help, definitely jump in and uh, reach out to us. Um, again, if you're within our district, email us or put in a, a, a booking on our booking link on our booking calendar. Or if you're outside the district, tweet at us and, and we'll Absolutely. definitely... Uh, available to help out there. Um, Don't forget, May 9th is our film festival, and, and uh, there'll be a lot more um, information to come as, as we get closer to it for deadlines and things like that. But we really look forward to having all, all participants from every age level, from, all, from students to teachers to anybody that wants to participate within our district. We're, we're really looking forward to everybody participating. Definitely. All right, everyone, that just about wraps up our show. Uh, we talked a lot today about, you know, just digital storytelling as a whole. Um, why digital storytelling? Um, you know, just the idea of it creates student voice, um, allows students to explore those four C's that we really want them to know so they can be prepared for 21st century skills. And it, I hate saying 21st century. We're in yeah, 2018. Right? But it's those future-ready skills. It's those P21 skills that are in the P21 framework. Uh, they want students to be able to... Uh, officially know how to do in order to be ready for the world after us, you know, in the K-12 universe. Um, you know, and then we talked about our film fest again, May 9th. Uh, like Brian said, it's coming up right around the corner. And, and don't forget, CVSD teachers, when you submit, the submissions are due March 23rd. March 23rd. March 23rd. Yeah. I'm going to say that a couple times just so it gets into memory because we really want you guys to submit. Um, if you're nervous or you, you haven't gotten started, Book us. We'll come over. We'll, we'll work with you. Don't feel like your, you know, your videos aren't the quality we look, we're looking for. It doesn't matter. We just want to see really cool projects from students um, and just really give them a chance to show, showcase their voice and, and their creativity to like a larger audience. That's that's what it's all about. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, so we'll definitely come out and work with you there. Um, we can help you storyboard. We talked about some tools there, um, and and we talked about also some apps you can use. Adobe Spark Video. Um, Touchcast and iMovie. Um, some other ways you can kind of get resources in addition to us going face to face with you um, is we have an iCenter blog. Uh, we just wrote our first blog post and created a website for our blog um, last week actually. And that first blog on, on that webpage is, is pretty much uh, a written summary with resources about what we just talked about in today's show. Um, it's it's why it's digital storytelling, and we have tons of links to resources in there. Um, I know some of the storyboarding websites I found were from like Berkeley Film School and things like that. Some really good things in there. So to get to our blog, it's icenterblog.weebly.com. 
Again, that's icenterblog.weebly.com. Um, I'll drop a link in the show notes that way you guys can get there. Um, but, but check that out. It's, I think it's a really good blog post that can get you some resources. Um, you know, you can um, make sure you share this podcast with other teachers. So make it a great level thing. Um, listen to the podcast, your next PLC. Bring us in person yes. during your next PLC and we'll show you some stuff. Um, and, and again, our podcast is on iTunes. We're on the Google Play Store. Just CVSD iCenter. You got a teacher on there today, right, Brian? I did. I did. We have a, a new podcast listener, Erica Scott from uh, VDS. She's, she's just followed us today, and she's uh, uh, hopefully going to tell as many friends as she can. Yes. And so, uh, again, you know, email us with questions, uh, you know, use our booking calendar if you're in our district uh, to book appointments with us. We can do one-on-one, we can do staff meetings, we can do PLC department meetings. Um, we're really flexible. Um, and then, you know, if you're not in our district, still reach out to us. We're on social media, tweet at us, um, you know, leave a comment in our blog, and we'll be happy to chat with you and share any resources we have um, in addition to our blog. Um, Absolutely. And for any of any of you that are in our district, if you want us to come out and do a podcast from your school or from your class or from your school even, um, let us know. We're glad to come out. This is, we're doing a podcast from our mobile phone. So we can yep. literally take our podcast on the road anywhere you want us to go. We're literally huddled over my phone right now. <laughs> um, and, and that's what's neat about it is we could take it on the road. And, that, and that's what we want to start doing with yes. more episodes is... We want to showcase your awesomeness. Yes. And so reach out to us because we would love to go and and interview on the podcast, interview your students, and just really showcase the really cool things you guys are doing in your classroom because in CVSD we're doing amazing things. Yes, we are. And so it's time we start sharing some of those things. Um, And, you know, so reach out to us, email us, um, because we would love to, to hang out and chat with you guys. And uh, I think that's pretty much going to do it, Brian. That's our show today. I think so. I th- uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, again, if there's anything we can do for you, reach out to us, tweet at us, email us, yeah, just find us. Yes. And we're glad to, to share and, and uh, show anything we know. All right. And on that note, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And until next time, enjoy the journey.